Greetings and welcome to Speak the Universe Listens. Today's topic is three keys to living your best life. I remember when I was a young person, speakers would come to our school and tell us how we could be anything that we wanted to be. Although I found their messages inspiring, ultimately I would think, yeah, that's easy for you to say or that's easy for you to do, but that wouldn't work for me. If you've been a listener to this podcast for a while, you know that I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I spent the first 10 years of my life growing up with my mom, my alcoholic dad, and my three brothers. We lived in a two-bedroom apartment, and the wall in our bedroom didn't quite meet the floor. So there was a gap where mice and rats were free to come and go as they pleased. Our apartment was overrun with roaches so many that at Christmas time we actually earned money um, so that we can buy Christmas presents by killing the roaches. Yep, we got one penny for each roach that we killed and if we killed a pregnant roach she was worth five cents. My clothes were donated by the church um, so they never fit me and my shoes always came apart right at the seams and so we used to call them talking shoes. My dad was a non-working alcoholic, um, and you never knew which personality might come through the door. So there was the nice drunk, where he would give me lots of hugs and call me baby cakes. And then there was the mean drunk who would come in, and he wanted to fight and curse, and he would just knock over the furniture. Then there was the funny drunk who he would tell us so many jokes, we would laugh so hard until we cried. And then there was the sleepy drunk. And you might think the sleepy drunk would be kind of cool, but he always fell asleep in our only bathroom and we could never wake him up and he would be there for hours. In addition, I was sexually abused by my dad, my uncle, and other relatives and also a kid in the neighborhood. I was also physically beaten and emotionally beat down. I felt like I had a sign on my head that said abuse me. I felt that no one loved me or cared for me. I couldn't understand why God would put me here on earth just to be miserable. And what was worse was that I hated myself. I wish that I could just disappear. Even my first few years in school, I was put in remediated classes. It was never that I wasn't smart. It's just that I was too shy, too depressed, and no one took the time to notice otherwise. Now, I have been married to the love of my life for 25 years. I have traveled to all seven continents, and my eyes have seen some of the most glorious sights. I have climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, lived in a foreign country, and been on a boat with whales that were so close that I could reach out and touch them. I've owned several successful businesses, and as a self-made multimillionaire, I get to be a philanthropist. I wake up with a smile on my face most days, and I get to travel around meeting amazing people all around the world. And guess what? I know how I did it. I know how I moved from pure misery to living a life that I absolutely love. I can say that I took the long way because I did some trial and error getting there. But now I know a more direct path, 
which is the entire reason that I started doing this podcast almost a year and a half ago. Because I want to share this path with you. I want to start by telling you this story that I actually shared with you before um, from the book You Squared by Price Pritchard. It is the story of a fly. And basically, the author of the book was watching a fly. I'm trying to get out of, the, out of a closed window. So the fly would flap his little wings, and he would then he would fly, boom, and he would hit his head right into the windowsill, and then he would fall, boom. Then he would flap his little wings again, and he would go up, and he hit right into the windowsill, boom, and fall again. And this fly just did this over and over again until he eventually died right there in the windowsill. But the interesting part of the story was that there was an open door just a couple of feet away. This is often how we live our lives. We are so sure that the way to go is through the window. So we keep butting our heads when all we really had to do was change our perspective, be open to another way. I want to invite you to suspend what you know about the world. See, we think of the world as a physical place. It is what it is. What you see is what you get. But what I have learned is that the world is vibrating with unlimited potential. This potential is waiting to be tapped. We can make the invisible visible. We can create our heart's desires. I love this analogy that I heard at a Mary Morrissey conference. She said that once upon a time after the sunset, if humans wanted light, they had to start a fire. However, the potential for electricity always existed. It's just that no one knew how to access it. But it took someone to figure out if you wire things just right, every time you flip that switch, you're going to get light. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, black or white, young or old. If things are wired just right, every time you flip that switch, you're going to get light. And I can guarantee you that if you go home tonight and your lights aren't working and you know you paid your bill and you look outside and you see everyone else has lights, you're not going to be saying, oh, it's not my time. God doesn't want me to have it. It's not meant for me. Mm-mm. You're going to be on the phone saying, look, somebody need to get here and fix my lights. And so what I'm talking about is the same thing. The potential for all of our dreams to come true exists right now. We just need to know how to wire the circuits. So today, I want to give you three keys to getting those circuits wired correctly. When you master these three things, The sky's the limit. The first key is to really get it when I say that we are connected to the source of all that is. We are not separate from our creator. We are connected to this unlimited, abundant source of energy. We are connected to the mind of the infinite. Now, what does this mean? Well, to me, If we're connected to it, we have access to it. If we're connected to it, we're connected to everyone and everything. And if we're connected to everyone and everything, then what is available to you is available to me. 
And what is possible for one of us is possible for all of us. So I want you to really get this and own it. Remind yourself of this daily. Whenever my limited mind can't figure something out, and I'm about to say that it's impossible or there's no way I can do that, I remind myself that I may not know how, but our Creator knows at least a million ways that it can be done. The second key is to understand that our thoughts produce things. Thoughts produce things. Everything you see around you started first as a thought. If I ask you which came first, the chair or the thought, your clothes or the thought, you know that someone had to think it first and then create it. That's common sense, right? But things can get a little tricky to figure out which came first. Like if someone is rude to you, so you think maybe that person is a jerk. Or you don't have enough money, so you think you're poor. But even in these situations, it is the thought that comes first. See, you have some underlying thought that draws these circumstances to you and holds them in place. For example, if you don't have enough money, you may have underlying thoughts that you are unworthy or money is evil or there's not enough money to go around or maybe just a general belief in lack. Here's the thing. Most of the way we think and believe were simply handed to us by our parents, our churches, our communities, and even the country where we grew up. So we're often blind to the very thoughts that keep us from the lives that we would most like to live. In the same way that that fly was blind to other options for getting outside. But the thought always comes first. This is one of your major access points or keys to success. Thoughts produce things. Things do not produce thoughts. You produce thoughts. And the universe bends to the will of our thoughts. So it becomes very important that we learn to control our thoughts. For most of us, we keep our attention on our thoughts locked on the things that we don't want in life. We look around us and we see everything that is wrong and we focus on that. We focus on all of the lack, like I'm not smart enough, I'm not rich enough, not pretty enough, not old enough, or not young enough, or I'm too fat, or I'm too shy, or I'm too tired, or I'm too busy. But the more you think about those things, the more you hold yourself right there. Instead of focusing on your current reality or all the things that you don't want, you have to put your attention and your thoughts on all of the things that you do want. What you put your attention on grows. So, start thinking about what you do want in life. You want to further, education, further your education, um, maybe a loving mates or a beautiful family, you want to travel, better health, a great home or a great job. Spend some time every day giving all those beautiful things your focus. The third key goes hand in hand with the second key and it has to do with our feelings. When we think about all the things we would love, we have to do it from a feel-good place. 
a place of love, joy, or gratitude. So when you're spending time each day thinking about the new job or the new car that you want to have, you need to really feel the feeling of how much you would love that new job or car. As a matter of fact, do it right now. Feel the feeling of love, joy, or gratitude. Close your eyes and think of a person or a place you love or a time when you were filled with joy or pure gratitude. Then fall into the feeling of that place. Now with that same feeling in your body, think of something you want in your life. See yourself being healthy or in a job you love or with the love of your life. Stay in that feeling place. Feel what it would feel like. So that should have felt kind of nice, right? Okay. So our futures are created in the present moment. The thoughts we have today will produce the things of tomorrow. I recently shared a little about my weight loss journey. And I will share it again so you can get a clearer understanding of how it works. Just like most of our thinking patterns, the idea that I would be overweight was handed to me by my family and community. My mom was overweight, and long before there was any indication that I might be overweight, people began telling me that I was gonna be fat just like my mom. I just accepted that as my fate. I didn't actually start gaining weight until I was about 25, but at that time I began gaining about 10 pounds a year. And I tried every diet and exercise, but nothing worked. I became disgusted with my body and with myself, and I hated seeing any reflections of myself. But then I learned to change my thinking. Rather than flow all that negative energy to myself, I began feeling and flowing love to my body. I thought about everything that I loved about my body, and I focused on it for about five minutes every day. By changing the way I felt about my body, it became almost effortlessly for me to lose weight. Does that make sense? So what I'm really saying is that you already have exactly what you need to create a life you would absolutely love. Rather than looking around at all your current at your current situation, um, keep in mind that you're connected to the source of all that is. All things are possible. You can tap into your unlimited potential at will. Remove your thoughts from the things you don't want and place them lovingly on all the things you do want. Your life will transform right before your very eyes. Step outside of the box. Stop butting your head against the window pane. Decide for yourself to live your best life. Until next time, this is our vet.